You're listening to Stepping Stones of Faith. I'm Pastor Josh. I would like to invite you to embark with me on a journey, a journey of biblical study. Through practical application of the Word of God, it is my prayer that you grow in greater relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Please join me as we journey to the next Stepping Stone of Faith. Hey, I'm Pastor Josh, and with me today, once again, you're watching Walk Through the Psalms with Shannon Bale over in South Africa today. We're going to be going through another psalm, a great psalm, Psalm 33. So if you have your Bibles handy, go ahead and open up to Psalm 33, and when you're there, say amen. Well, amen. I can't hear you anyway. But uh, when you're there, turn there. We're going to pray, and we're going to go through Psalm 33 today on Walk Through the Psalms. Shannon, why don't you go ahead and start us off with some prayer? Sure, Pastor Josh. Father, we thank you for your word, Lord, for it is a light unto our path. Lord, you are such a good, good God. You show us so much through your word, Lord. Father, we trust your word. We put your word within our hearts, Lord, so we will not sin against you, Father. So I ask you, Father, as we go read into this psalm today, Father, may we see your awesome sovereignty, your love, and your understanding that you give us through your scriptures, O oh God. Father, may we understand that every word that we read is a God-breathed word, Father, and we thank you for that. Father, I also ask in the name of Jesus, anyone that else is listening to this, that you, Lord, would speak into their hearts, Lord, and they would hear what they need to hear from you, Almighty God. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Amen. Thank you, sir. Uh, Psalm 33, again, is a psalm of David, predominantly talking about the sovereignty of the Lord, the sovereignty of the Lord. And this psalm, if you read it and you just, just by reading it, cold reading it, you see that David is is focusing on those things that we should be rejoicing about. Our attitude should be one of rejoicing. Why would we rejoice? We rejoice because God is with us and God is sovereign. He's sovereign. Verse one, it says right, starts right off. He says, rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous. Now he says righteous, O you righteous. If you're not righteous, if you're wicked, you're not going to rejoice in the Lord because you're, you, you, be, have fear and trembling of your punishment of the Lord if you're not righteous. So if we're if we're walking in the Lord, we're considered the righteous. So we're to rejoice in the Lord for praise is fitting for the upright. Praise is fitting for the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the harp. Make music to him with an instrument of 10 strings. I don't even know what makes 10 strings. It's a harp. Praise God. I've never played it. I play somewhat guitar, but not no 10-string guitar. I'll tell you that. But they I will, do, have, they do I, have 10-string guitars, Pastor. Yes, 10 fingers, 10 <laughs> strings. One of the things that I want to bring out here, praise is fitting for the upright. Praise is fitting. We are, we're, we're considered the upright, the righteous, if we're believers in Christ. Praise should always be on our lips. The Bible says in, in James that we should, that blessings and cursing should not come out of the same mouth, meaning that we should always be praising. Now, does that mean we're always going to have good times? Is always going to have times of, of rejoicing where it's a mountaintop experience? No, no. 
but we should be praising God even when we have the times of the valleys. And we've said this before, and we'll say it again till the day I go on to meet Jesus, that the, the, you rejoice in the valleys for the fact and the idea that Jesus Christ is walking with you if you're with him. If you're walking with him, he's walking with you. Whether you are in the mountaintop walking in victory or in the valley walking in distress, he is with you if you are walking with him. Now, he goes on. Give thanks to the Lord with a harp. Basically, give thanks to the Lord. Now, I can't play. I can't. I, I told Shannon when we came in here that I, I, I brought him into the stream. I said, could you hear me? Because I was in here singing and I didn't want to turn anybody away. I can't sing really well. I can play guitar a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. But the attitude here, the idea here is to re be rejoiceful to be praising God, to be thankful. If you're thankful, you're rejoicing. If you're thankful, you're praising. Okay, so this is the, this is the idea of that. Be thankful, be praising God, be, be allowing God to minister to you through that worship time. Amen. Amen. I totally agree, Pastor Josh. I had a few things that I wrote down from the first three verses that you've written, uh, that you've read um, but I would say in my time, sometimes when I, I, I just want to put it out there because I know others think like this. Sometimes you'll wake up during the day and it's already just not a joyful day. Maybe you didn't sleep well. Maybe you, uh, uh, were up many times during the night or, uh, you know, the enemy likes to come at us at night, you know, whether you're a believer or you're not a believer, he, uh, he will come at you at night and just put things in your mind, maybe dreams, whatever it may be. Sometimes we just wake up not in such a joyful mood. So that's where I think, uh, I like how the psalmist uh, puts it, that uh, we need to make melody, not just with strings, not just with harps, not just with guitars, but with our mouths. You know, and I also like what you said, because the fact that um, we can do it um, with, with thankfulness, we need to wake up each and every day with thankfulness, no matter what everything look like, looks like, whatever we're getting ready to tackle for that day. We need to understand, like you said, Pastor Josh, Jesus is right there amongst us. If we are believers, Jesus is right there amongst us. Now, if we have someone listening today or maybe so many years down the road, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you need to make that decision, and you need to make it now, because it will make your days a whole lot more joyful. He wants, to, he wants you to be joyful. He wants you to rejoice in the good things that he wants to give you, and he will. Pastor Josh and I can both tell you that he will give you good things. He has good things stored up for you in his storehouses. I, I can't tell you how many times that I've went searching for those things that God has stored up for me. And when I start praying to him and I start getting into his word, I start to sense the presence of God. That's the best gift that I could get from our Savior to, to bar, bar none, that he, he gives me his presence when I go in to, to be with him. But what I also wanted to let you know, sometimes we need to put ourselves into making a choice to be joyful. 
that's what I was trying to tell you. What I was trying to say before is sometimes we'll wake up not so happy or maybe halfway through the day, some something goes bad and somebody makes us upset and tries to rob our joy. Well, a lot of times I'm just going to give you an example. What I'll do is I'll, I'll plug in some worship music. Or if you like gospel music, plug in some gospel music. If it's giving praise to God, if it's rejoicing in his good things, in turn, you doing that or you listening to that will fill you full of joy. His presence comes in whenever, God's presence comes in whenever we rejoice in him. Not the things that are in this world, but as we rejoice in him, Pastor Josh. One of the things I want to bring out, you said you said um, music, put on worship music, put on gospel music. Um, now, I want to just make this clear, and I think Shannon, Shannon, I think you would agree with me or concur with me at least. Um, God created music. So, um, but the music we listen to has an effect. So if you want God to bless you, God to be with you, God to minister to you in a time, don't put on rock and roll music. Don't put on country music. Put on something that you know is going to lift up the Lord. I'm not saying country music is bad. I'm not saying rock music is bad. Personally, I'm a, I, I grew up in the 80s, early 90s. I like all kinds of music. My favorite genre, I'll be honest with you, my favorite genre of music is the crooner type of music. Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, uh, 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 you know, all those types of that you know uh tony bennett all those guys those those are ones that i enjoy now as far as as far as um worship music if i'm feeling down if i'm feeling like you know i'm feeling you just feel like charlie brown you know with walking around yeah. with a cloud over your head raining mm -hmm. you need god i don't need dean martin to lift me up at that point i don't need frank sinatra to lift me up at that point because frankly that kind of music uh is not meant for lifting you up in times of trouble you put on put on hymns like like uh hymns or 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 worship music personally in those times i will put on hymns you know the old gospel hymns i was listening to one called jesus outshines them all and i i don't know uh it, it's on my facebook profile but it's one where it talks about, you know, when we get to heaven, there'll be all these things we'll see that'll clamor for our attention to look at, but Jesus will outshine them all and Jesus yeah. will be there, you know, and, and those kinds of things, lift your spirits, lift your, lift your faith to God. Dean Martin's not going to do that for me. Okay. Right. Frank Sinatra is not going to do that for me. There's a time and place for those types of things. And there's a time and there's a definite time and place for worship music. And I'm not saying that it's all that, there's only worship music and gospel music that we should be listening to, although there is an effect that other music can have on you. But understand, if you want God to minister to you, if you want God to touch your life in a moment of despair, you need to put on worship music. You don't need to put on rock and roll music. Do not definitely put on country music if you're feeling down. Trust me. My father, my father was in AA. My father was an alcoholic. I grew up in an alcoholic home. One of the things they told them in the AA meeting, and they told us because we were present in there too as families, if you're if you are um, 
if you are going through this detoxification and all this from alcohol, don't listen to country music because country music will make you sad, make you depressed, make you want to drink. Mm-hmm. And so don't listen to those things. They, they would tell us, they told us, told him and told us. Okay. So there's a definite place for types of music, uh, uh, um, worship music, hymns, are meant to lift up the Lord, edify your spirit, edify edify the 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 spirit in the house to make it better. Those types of things. Listen to the word. L- listen to the word through gospel music. Okay, so understand. Absolutely. Understand there are there. I I'm not at all saying, and 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 I want to make this clear. I'm not at all saying that every genre of music, except for gospel. Christian music is bad. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they have their place, and I'm saying that you have to know the situation and where you're at in your day in order where to go for that edification. Country music, Dean Martin, uh, uh, what are some old 80s groups? Poison, Motley (laughs) Crue, these guys are not, these groups are not going to uplift your spirit and allow Jesus to minister to you. Okay. Right. Uh, right. Old hymns, worship music, that'll minister to you. God could use that to minister to you. Yeah. Another thing I, uh, I'm really happy about nowadays with the internet and whatnot, Pastor Josh, is you can get on YouTube or anything real quick, put in something. If you know a hymn, or even if you just say, just type in Jesus song. It'll bring up, you know, many, you know, songs that you can listen to that will really uh, minister to you in a time. Not and, and a lot of times it's not just when I'm in despair. It's when I just I just want to worship the Lord. I want to usher in his presence by a lot of times. Don't get me wrong. I'll sing with it. But a lot of times I take it in as the other person is singing or worshiping the Lord through music. I'm listening to them, and in that in that place, I begin to interact with the Holy Spirit, and I begin to interact with the Lord, and it just gives me joy. I can't help but get about a couple minutes into uh, one of my favorite songs by Elevation Worship. It's called Yahweh. You know, it's the Lord, our personal God, Yahweh. So, uh, you know, it doesn't take very long, and I, I got a smile back on my face, and I'm, I'm, I'm just lavishing in the joy of the Lord. You know, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't take very long, but I agree with you, Pastor Josh. I would concur that there are times for different things. And and when you're in despair and depressed, you don't need to be listening to those other, (laughs) those other genres. I totally agree with you. Uh, If that's it, I'm going to go ahead and move on unless you got something else. Well, I wanted to say too, that I could understand why people would say, people would say, you know, steer away from these other genres because you, you feel when you listen to worship music, you you do feel a lifting of burden off of you. And I like that feeling. I enjoy that feeling. So I could understand somebody saying only listen to Christian music because, you know, I could understand that. But we're not here sitting here amongst you in this time saying, hey, you can only listen to Christian music. That's not what we're saying. But I understand where people would say, hey, you know, this is what you feel and you want to feel this way. And I love feeling that way where you have that burden of just life's trials come off your shoulders and Christian music will do that for you. 
uh, hymns will do that for you. Uh, Elevation worship can do that for you. Uh, I love uh, in the Christian music genre. I love Southern gospel hymns and stuff like that. Uh, I do like modern worship, but I tend more to go toward uh, uh, like Southern gospel, four part harmony, Christian type stuff where they sing hymns and stuff uh, because that's just what I was weaned on as a young Christian. But, but, you know, those are kinds of things that, that I enjoy. So now that that's my mini dissertation and sermon on, on music. So <laughs> you want to get going on this one, I'll go ahead and let you do that. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Josh. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, we're going to, you finished up with um, verse three. I'm going to go ahead and read on to verses four through five. It says, for the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Brother, those two verses will preach for a sermon or two sermons. That is just full right there. Verses four and five are, for the word of the Lord is right. The Lord, when, when the when the Lord speaks, it's all right and it's all truth. There is no deception. There is no wondering whether uh, that's going to lead me in the right direction. You can count on the words that come out of the Father's mouth. The words that are in this Bible are all God-breathed. I hope people understand that. They're all God I understand that people wrote them. But they were God-breathed into their spirit so they could go ahead and put it down on paper. And so we could have it for today. When I read the word of God, Pastor Josh, I know it's the truth and I know I can trust in it. I have no worries of whether uh, it'll lead me in the wrong direction. It always gives me counsel in the direction I'm supposed to go in my life. And that's what we need. A lot of, a lot of the Psalms, and Neil, you know this as well as I do, Pastor Josh, the Proverbs. They'll give you great direction for your life. If you've got a question about something, you could probably turn to Proverbs. If you're looking for wisdom, you could turn to something in Proverbs and say, yep, that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what I'm not supposed to do. And it, our spirits will even tell us that. But we have instruction that we can go by. That is the word of God. So I'm thankful that I, ha I have this word, that each and every one of you have this word, that we can use it for the betterment of our lives, but really to give God glory and honor and praise, because he does operate in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. Anything that isn't right or just, God does not like it. He wouldn't have put that in his word if it wasn't so. He loves righteousness and justice. He doesn't like evil. He knows it's in the world. He knows the enemies in the world, but he doesn't have to like the fact that that's going on. Now, he can do whatever he wants. The Lord can, but he wants us to be righteous and just. He wants us to live in his power and his might. And in that, we will live a righteous life and we will live a just life, one that doesn't like to see uh, bad things happen to people or to point a finger at somebody and begin to talk about them in a bad way. We won't do that. That's not truthful a lot of times, and a lot of times it's not justful. So I just, you know, with what um, 
he's written here is everything he does is for our good. Everything God does. He built everything. He made this earth. He fashioned this earth with us in mind. I like to keep that in front of me, Pastor Josh, that he was thinking of you and I and all those that are listening to this. He was thinking of us when he fashioned this earth so many years ago. He loves us so much that he thought of us when he built this earth. I, sometimes when I think like that, Pastor Josh, it just it blows my mind because to, to think that he would think so much of me as 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 his uh, as his child, just like we think of our children. So God looks at us and says, "This is what they need. I want to give them these good things that I got stored up for them." Now, there's another flip side to that. If we want to continue to run from him and not live in righteousness and not live a just life, we're going to see just the opposite. We're going to see joy to become a whole lot more um, evasive, so to speak. So um, with that, as you guys can see, <laughs> the lights have went out here in South Africa. So I'm going to hand it back over to Pastor Josh. Okay, you were talking about sin keeps us out of heaven. Sin, uh, basically, God loves righteousness. God loves justice. And God loves these things. I want to read a portion of something that I found on Facebook that um, I found it the other day, and I was looking for it while you were talking. Uh, it's po a, a post on Facebook from a guy named Gary Thomas. I want to make sure I give him credit. It's a journal writing. Uh, so sin is not the thing that keeps you out of heaven. Sin is the thing that keeps you from becoming like Christ in this life. If sin were the thing that keeps you out of heaven, then heaven would simply be a reward for sin, sin, sinning, sin, light, living in this life. And it goes on from there. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you disagree with that? I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Sin is what keeps you out of heaven. Sin is what he, what, what he is saying here. Sin is the thing that keeps you from becoming like Christ. If we're not like Christ, we're not going to heaven. That is sin. Sin keeps us out of heaven. The Bible says that no unclean thing shall pass over there. That's sin. That's sinful. Sin does keep you out of heaven. That is, that is the, the point. So I, so I want you to understand that the reason I brought that up was because there's a lot of things like this going around. You know, you know, hell is what we have here on earth. Heaven is the afterlife. Hell is what you make it. Heaven is what you make it. Okay, all these things. This is this is what this is about. Listen. Bible is very clear. The Bible is very clear. And what, what I'm saying, it's very clear, is I am saying that if you are not following God, if you are not following Christ, then you are not going to heaven. If you are not following God, if you're not following the word, if you're not doing what God called you to do, and you say you're a Christian, but you don't follow the word of God, then, yes, you are going to hell. You are not going to heaven. <clears throat> Point blank, straight on. These, these, these words are great. Listen, 
the, it's it's it, it's a poem. It's kind of a poem. It's well written. It's it's well written. It's it's you know I'm not saying anything about it that way, but the the context is wrong. The context is wrong. If you are not following God, you are sinful. Therefore, sin is what keeps you out of heaven. God loves the upright. God loves righteousness and justice. God loves those things. Now, verse 6. Verse 5. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his loving kindness, of the loving kindness of the Lord. Understand. The earth is full of his loving kindness. We see it all around us. We see the the understanding of you see the grass grow you see you see trees blooming in the spring you see you see the rain falling giving this wonderful um life-giving water to the plants and you see the birds flying you see the you hear the birds singing in the morning the world is full of his loving kindness but yet we live in a sin fallen world each and every day we do that each and every day. That's part of it. Okay? But sin keeps us out. Sin keeps us out. Not, <clears throat> not um, anything else. Now, he goes on and he says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and there are hosts by the breath of his mouth and all their host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He puts the depths in storehouses. Let the earth fear the Lord. Let the earth fear the Lord. Listen, do you have a reverence for God? Do you have a reverence for God? That's what he's talking about here. We have a reverence for God. We revere God. We revere him in a great way. We revere him. All right. God gives us this ability to turn to him. God says in the scripture, listen, says in the scripture, we're given a measure of faith to believe. We're given a measure of faith to believe. That belief then, if we exercise that belief, that belief becomes fruition to a to a life in God where we revere God, we fear God in reverence, we respect God's justice, we respect God's uh, God's ability to be the Lord of our life. We have to surrender those things to Him. He puts the depths in storehouses. Let the earth fear the Lord. Let all of the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. Man, listen. Listen, stand in awe of God. Stand in awe of the word of God. Stand in awe of what God is doing in your life. When I think about this, when I think about God and I think about the things that we see on a daily basis, you ever go, you ever go over and I've, I've went up in the mountains in Colorado and I've been up there and look out mountain and I've seen the mountains, they get closer as you're driving more toward Denver and you're driving more toward my brother lived in Golden you, you you drive more toward Golden and you go up in the mountains. I was up in the mountains, up in the snow caps. And, and getting there, 
you see the majesty and awe of God, just, just all of what God created, the mountains, the trees, the evergreens, uh, all these things that God created. It was God. It was not anything else. It was God. God created those things. And we stand in awe of God. We stand in awe of him. He is a good God. He is a good God. Okay? Uh, he is a good God. God is wonderful. God is good. God is good. Uh, he is a wonderful God. Understand. And all the things he created, we need to be, we need to be, um, we need to be in awe of him. We need to be in awe of him because if we're not, then we're just one of those one of those people, you know, one of those people just thinking we're okay and we're not. He says, "Let the let the world stand in awe of him." Think about the things in your life. The Bible says in James. I like to quote James. James is a good book, by the way. I like to quote James. If you have time sometime, maybe today, maybe this week, read the book of James. Six chapters, five, six chapters, five chapters, uh, five, six chapters. Read that. You can read it in the afternoon. Not, well, probably 15, 20 minutes you can read it. But it says in the book of James, everything good comes from above so you 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 go to you go to places where you know you're walking around in a in a nice uh area mountaintops maybe you're walking through a forest maybe you're walking somewhere and you're seeing the beautiful things all that is good god saw it and he said it was good genesis 1 so all of it is good so it comes from god right it comes from god it doesn't come from anyone else it doesn't come from anything else Thank you for listening to Stepping Stones of Faith. If you find value in this content, please consider subscribing. You can also find an audio podcast of this video on all the major podcasting platforms. Just type Stepping Stones of Faith into the podcast search bar. Once again, I'm Pastor Josh. Thank you for joining me today. God bless.